It could be said about me that I see absolutely everything through the lens of power. And I would have to agree. I do view power as central to all of our interactions. But what you might not see is that I also simultaneously see everything through other lenses. Lenses that are difficult to name, but that are cut from love and what can only be described as spirituality. Power, surrender, devotion, and fulfillment are all linked through one common denominator. Desire. I have an overview of the nature of reality and a vision of the future of human life. And I'll get to that another time, but rather than take a deep dive into the very meaning of our existence, let's take apart one aspect of it. Dominance. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. And you're listening to Obedient Love. Dominance can be described as having the power, and submission as being subordinate to those with power, serving their interests. In the machismo world, we know dominance is seen as a positive attribute as well as an action or a set of actions. When someone is very talented or skilled at something, they're said to dominate their field. Dominance gives you authority in the realm you dominate, and authority makes you the author of your own world as well as often that of others around you. If you dominate with authority, you make the rules and set the standards, and others are beholden to them. But what is power exactly? And what kinds of power exist? And how do you know where the power resides? I've devoted myself to the study of these things, and I'll share what I've found and how it applies to DS relationships here. Because DS relationships emphasize power dynamics explicitly, and that's what makes them unique, and I would argue also far more clear and less coercive than many other styles of relationships. I've come up with a simple definition of power. Power is the ability to do what you want, in the way that you want, when you want to do it. Power is about desire and the realization of that desire. And from my spiritual perspective, the entire universe and everything in it was created by one thing, desire. The desire to be, the desire for variety, and the desire for play between things that are not the same. Desire is the engine of all creation. The polarity of dominance and submission is all about that play of desire and power. Power is simply desire fulfilled. Those who can have their desires and interests centered are said to be in power. One can be in power all alone, with no need to dominate others, of course. If your desires can be fulfilled in a vacuum, there's no need for any imbalance. However, life on Earth is social and varied in levels of individual power. And so varying degrees of power create our social hierarchies. This means some people have more power and often power over others who have less. This also is not necessary. We could have 
totally egalitarian, equal levels of power for everyone. But we haven't chosen to design our lives in such a way to make that feasible, now have we? We have chosen unequal power, although some of us are subject to it without having been given a choice. That is coercive power. Power funnels to those who can get their desires fulfilled while withholding or blocking that ability from others. But as we know, people who get what they want, as they want, when they want, are loath to compromise that in the interest of others having their desires realized. Again, none of this is necessary. We must understand that these are games, and we have the ability to change the rules at any time, if we can agree on new ones. It's just that we become accustomed to the way things are, and are frightened of any sudden changes. This is where my spiritual lens comes into play. There is another kind of pleasure and fulfillment to be gained by opting out of power. Self-sacrifice and devoting yourself to the desires and goals of someone else is a new game with a whole different and amazing set of results. It is no less exciting than having all of your desires fulfilled. And it's such a rare experience that it's considered sacred, transcendent, it's liberating, it subverts the norm. And once some men have the authentic experience of it, they never want to engage in having authority again. It opens their hearts and increases their empathy to a point where they can never imagine life any other way. They want to release themselves to being recreated by another for the pleasure of another and to let go control indefinitely. We are accustomed in BDSM of seeing obvious displays of power that mimic or subvert the social power structures that humans have created. A man, for example, having a certain kind of curiosity can hire a professional femdom or find a play partner and get a taste of what surrendering his power feels like. He can test the waters through role play and then go back to his regular life where he still has a high degree of power and authority over himself and sometimes others. Many of us have heard the stereotype of a man who has lots of power at work. He's the boss, the CEO, and massively successful. He regularly goes to a professional dungeon to be ordered about and punished. His desires are met so often with fulfillment that a whole new desire emerges to sample that other kind of fulfillment, to know how it feels to give up power and serve another's whims and he gets even that desire fulfilled. But of course, he would never give up his power outside of the container of the role play. That would be too risky and frightening. He would be sacrificing too much when he can just have the temporary experience and then walk away. Even during role play, he is aware that he has the power. He can stop giving away his power as quick as he can say his safe word. We can, however, create power containers and power dynamics that are sustained and more real, not just role play, and also consensual. Like it or not, male dominance is a power dynamic that we are all born into in this particular culture at this time in history. Men, and especially men who have sought out the most power, 
have their desires centered in the society we currently live in. Women and other non-men's desires are seen as secondary. Man is the default authority. He wrote the rules and changing them takes a lot of concentrated effort. We see it in laws, in economics, and in relationships. We can especially see it in the relative levels of physical safety that men have in comparison to women. It is very clear where the power lies when you understand that men are women's greatest predator. We are all inflicted with power dynamics that are non-consensual all the time. These are referred to as systemic power dynamics. From the time we're born, we have a parent and child power dynamic. It used to be the norm that children were treated as property and second-class citizens belonging to their parents. It's still true in many cases. That is changing, thankfully, through healthier and less authoritarian parenting styles. But those born with authoritarian parents get comfortable with coercion. It seems normal and familiar. The idea of consent to power may seem strange or maybe even impossible. Again, this is one of those games for which we can change the rules from one generation to the next, and many people are aware of that and are choosing to do so. Economic systems create power hierarchies as well, and we have no say in the ones we are born into, and changing them again takes concerted effort, which will almost always conflict with the desires of those in power. In capitalism, money really is power. With it, you can get what you want, the way you want, when you want it. And in capitalist patriarchy, men use money to control women with or without their consent. For example, up until 1974, women could not even have their own bank account. And we find examples of men lording power over women with money such as in a video where a man rages at a woman because he spent $5,000 on dates and travel for her and berates her for saying that she doesn't want him to touch her and refuses to have sex with him. Let me explain to y'all. Let me, let me explain to y'all. Let me explain to y'all. Let me, let me explain to y'all story. I flew this way from up Indiana, you know what I'm saying? Been talking to her on Instagram for months. You feel me? I done spent damn near five G's on this. She talking about she don't want nobody to touch her. Man, you got me Everyday economics and power is a personal focus of interest for me, at least right now. I am one of the few lifestyle femdoms who actually love ethical fin-doms, financial dominance. That surprises some, but given my stance on power, it should not. And I get it. They get on our social media pages trying to get guys money and nothing more. And when men are not aware of this as an authentic kink, they can feel scammed and ripped off. All they want is my money, he says. Well, yes, exactly. Because that is a legit power exchange. Using an exchange of the most real power within our capitalist society. That's entirely the point. He's giving over some of the financial power he has to a dominant lady who demands it. Simple, clear, and if you can't afford it, just don't do it. But judging it 
shows you don't understand it. I have been in situations like in the previous video we heard the audio from. And for a woman to flip that and say, no, you will spend money on me and I owe you nothing. And in fact, I will deny you the ability to touch me because my body is not yours to purchase. That feels so delightfully powerful. Elements of dominance and denial. Now that's hot. So many men think if I treat her and spend lots of money on her, I'm going to get some. That's perverse, and it needs to be challenged. Women are not objects to rent, unless, of course, they explicitly offer sex as a service up front, in which case it's just a straightforward business, not unlike hiring a massage therapist to touch you. Assuming all money spent on women is a transaction is sick, and it needs to stop. Personally, I feel much better about the gold digger figure, the Marilyn Monroe character in that movie Gentlemen Prefer Blondes, where men pay her way as she does nothing more than flirt and give them her attention. That's a position of covert female dominance in a male-dominated world. Plain and simple. She didn't ask to be born into a male-dominated capitalist system, so she finds a way to subvert it and have what she wants, the way she wants, when she wants it. Her saying, hey, this guy has a certain amount of power, money being a means of fulfilling desires, and he will hand that power over to me to use. You see, that's legitimate dominance. On the other side, men saying, I have the power now to make demands of your body because I gave you some of my power and resources for your comfort and pleasure. That's male dominance, but made pathetic and coercive and transactional. It takes away a woman's agency to choose how she interacts with you. And contrary to common belief, no man is owed the use of a woman's body, no matter what. Not even if he gave her loads of cash or bought her things. Not even if he's married to her. Being born into a patriarchy where men have power and expect to have their desires centered has perverted their perceptions of what is and is not acceptable. And they often lack the communication skills to negotiate and find out if the woman is even open to fulfilling their sexual desires. The man just assumes. And pickup artists will tell you that that's how it's supposed to be. I think people can get confused in regard to dominant roleplay versus real practical dominance and power. They get confused about where the power sits. And as I said, power can be defined by the ability to have what you want, whether that's behaviorally, materially, etc. The way you want it, when you want it. That is what power is. And when you live in a world where money can get you what you want, the way you want, when you want it, well then money is your medium of power. I'm not sure why this confuses some folks, except for that they know this fact intuitively and are scared to give away real power and only want the illusion of sacrifice and surrender. They get their desires fulfilled so often that they want to buy the spiritual experience of opting out of power. And they think that temporary high is the real deal. If we lived in a society without money, 
or where money didn't get you what you want and was not a medium of power, something I'd love to see society work toward, by the way, then power could still be expressed in a myriad of different ways. But to think that spending your money on a woman or giving her money is not a potent power exchange, giving away some of your power to her, is just deluded. Men try to dominate women with money constantly in this backwards way by displaying their entitlement and fear of losing their power to a woman. So if she does give him sex, a commodity in his mind, whether she desires it or not, he feels he is taking it from her and getting his power back in that transaction. I just want to pause for a minute because I'm curious if this offers a different perspective to some of you in terms of power dynamics, or if it's something that you are already conscious of. As always, conscious consent to power exchange is always required, no matter what form it takes. Otherwise, it's unethically stolen power, which is no different than patriarchy itself. And remember saying, let me buy your ticket, let me buy you dinner, let me get you that pair of shoes, let me invest in that hotel you want, is consent on the part of the giver. Expecting and assuming something unnegotiated in return is entitlement and coercion. To me, this seems like common sense logic, but men are trained and groomed all their lives to rely on the implications of entitlement to women's attention, effort, time, and bodies. You may even be guilty of that assumption without ever realizing it. And for that reason, I actually really like fin-doms. They actively illustrate that that assumption is totally wrong. Outside of fin-dom, we can build communities, lifestyles, and relationships that create a new kind of power container living smack in the middle of patriarchy without ever adhering to patriarchy's underlying power dynamic. We can, when we want, create spaces where men permanently lose authority, and they consent to do so for the sheer pleasure and joy of it. The same pleasure and joy the tourists seeing a prodom experiences, but long-term and with barely imaginable depths of surrender. The real deal. Power is all a game of who gets what they want a game of fulfilling desire. And as I teach over and over, in female domination, it needs to be all about fulfilling her desires. And you may find opting out of power, especially to a woman who you believe will use that power well and with joy, is even more appealing to you than being the one holding power. It may feel heart-opening and liberating and may even become your spiritual path and lead you to feeling purpose and passion in life. If you enjoy her dominance, that means you enjoy handing over your power and authority willingly in order to fulfill her desires, whether it's temporarily as a tourist or deeply and meaningfully as a lifestyle. I think when we live and play in these games of power, it's important to examine them and how they play out in our day-to-day -day lives. Where does power sometimes hide? How can power be given, and how can it be taken away? Understanding what power really is, is crucial to understanding your own place in it, and understanding if you truly are willing to give it up as a gift to your dominant.